Attention listeners, the MFAP podcast features adult language and numerous spoilers. Listener discretion advised. Today on the MFAB Podcast, we watch 2014's Gone Girl and 2005's Devil's Rejects. So grab a plate of some world-famous Frito pie. And don't stand around like a stone-footed rooster in a fuck farm. And enjoy the show. Well, hello, everybody. Holy shit. Yeah, it's different. I thought of that something was, different. It was yeah. slightly different than a normal. Bit. Changes it up. Welcome, that is great. Welcome into another edition of the Movies from A to B podcast. It's an episode. Episode edition. This is a newspaper. <laughs> We're going to call it edition. Yeah, I don't like that. Episode, no? Fine, episode. Welcome into another episode yeah. of the Movies Remain to Be The podcast. 35th edition. Better known. Of episodes. <laughs> Better known as the Empath Podcast. Empath. Uh, as always, I'm your host, Aaron. And I'm Gavin. And just thanks for joining us again. Yeah. It has been a while. Well, it's been a while for us, so we don't know. For you guys, it's... Probably not. It could have been a week. It could have been a month. I sh- I'm shitty at editing, so who knows? We've had a lot of shit going on. Yeah. So. We are back. Better than ever. Hopefully. <laughs> we will see. <laughs> we will see. We will definitely see. So, uh, uh, we got a couple of great ones for you today, huh? Oh, yeah. First one is one I've been wanting to do for a while. And for a while, I've wanted to talk about it ever since I fucking first saw it. So, it is 2014's. Gone Girl. Is it 2014 or 2013? I don't know. We're going to go with 14. All right. And that's what IMDb says. Yeah. IMDb. IMDb. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it is directed by David Fincher, starring Ben Affleck, Rosamund Pike, mm. and Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah. MPH. Yeah. So a couple of big names. Tyler Perry's also in it, too. Yeah. And that one chick who played the like newscaster chick, she's been in a bunch of shit. Oh, yeah. she's. I can't even think of her name right now. Yeah. I can't remember her name uh, either. Oh, oh well. Um, this is based off a novel by Gillian Flynn of yep. the same name. So, um, Just a quick question. Uh, have you read or listened to any of the other ones that she's done? No. Because I got the little flyer in my DVD and it says, like, oh, these are other two books. Yeah, she's got two other books and I'm just I'm waiting to see if they get made into movies. One's called Sharp Objects Yeah. and one's something else, but... I'm just wondering if they're any good or anything. I don't know, but cool. if they're along the lines of this, I would probably be interested in checking them out. So, oh, yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, so let's hop right into it. This is a long movie, so this is going to yeah. take some talking. <laughs> we'll try to knock it down a little bit. The best we can. So yeah. It's got kind of a dark opening, sort of. Yeah, he just wants to crack her skull open. Yeah, <laughs> just laying on there. I want to crack her skull open. And what was the line? Do you remember the line? <sighs> Something about... I think about what's going on in my wife's head. I just want to crack her skull open and let her brain, brain spill out onto the floor. Yeah, and unravel them and then some about what we've done to each other and all yeah. that shit. Yeah, and you're like, geez, that's fucking dark. Yeah. And we cut right to a nice wide-angle shot of the house, and we see in little text, July 5th, morning of. Morning of. You're like, morning of what? They do a lot of... We're not going to name off everyone, no, are we? we won't, no. Good. I mean, I wrote them all down, but we won't. I mean, unless I ro- it's a really... I wrote down, like, day. a lot of them, but... Yeah. I was like... So. Three quarters of the way through, I'm like, why am I doing that? <laughs> this Still is something, though, that I noticed. It's July 5th, right? Yeah. It's the day after 4th of July. Did yeah, Did you see that's... any remnants of any, like, 4th of July fireworks party and American flags or anything? No, no, not at all. The town actually. does a fr- pretty fucking good cleanup job. <laughs> or they just are <laughs> shit fucking Americans. 
<laughs> they don't too. celebrate America like they should, damn it. They're in Missouri, so you'd think they would. Well, apparently, apparently, apparently not, not good enough. It's a democratic part of Missouri. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Fucking libs. <laughs> so, Nick, uh, as we meet our main character, Ben Affleck plays Nick Dunn. Uh, Nick goes to the bar. The bar. Yep. Name the bar. The bar. Yep. <laughs> it's uh, a bar we come to find out him and his sister Margot own. Yep. Um, and they're twins, I hear her say once. Yeah, actually, it's they talk about it a few times. Oh, do they? Okay. Yeah. When, when the news like starts to attack her, they talk about, you know, twin cest and all that. Oh, yeah, that's right, that's right. Yeah, so. Um, but they get along really well, and they have a little chit chat. <laughs> a little bit too well. No. <laughs> <laughs> Um, they start to chit chat, and we find out it is Nick and his wife. Fifth Amy's. anniversary. Yep, five anniversary. Um, and there's like the dialogue in this is really. You got to pay attention to some of it. I mean, they just have long ass conversations. Who? The actors. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not like quick little dialogue. They. Elab- well, it's not really elaborate. an action flick or no. anything. So yeah, it's very elaborate dialogue. So we cut over to. His wife, Amy, and her writing in a journal. So it's kind of like a flashback. Yeah, there's a lot of flashbacks and flashforwards yep. in this. So, um, And it's Amy writing about how they met. They meet at a party, and he's goofy and, yeah, you know, she can't awesome. take him serious because of his chin. Yeah, so he hides his chin, you know, to be yeah. a badass. He does this little thing where he puts two fingers over his chin. Yeah. So he knows, like, he's being serious. It's like he's Hitler stashing his chin. <laughs> yeah. So like I thought I were telling noble, you to... Noble shit with yeah. his chin shit so um after that they go to this co- really cool scene where they're delivering this there's a sugar delivery they can yeah kind of walk through. shit kind of exploded everywhere so yeah. he does this thing where he like wipes it off her lips and yep. fucking so he can taste her or whatever yeah, and then he literally tastes her later that yeah. night yeah then eating Dave, that pussy day fuck <laughs> i literally wrote that down <laughs> <laughs> so we go back to present day nick's still at the bar he gets a call from his neighbor he kind of rushes home because their cat got out. Yeah, and the door was left open. Yeah, so he goes inside, looks around, and some furniture's all busted around. Yeah, signs of a struggle. Yeah, looks pretty suspicious. And no Amy. <sighs> She's gone, girl. <laughs> yeah, God, don't do that. <laughs> Wait, did they ever say gone girl in there? Uh, I don't think so. I, was, I always no. kind of look for that. I don't mm. know if I noticed it or not. No, I don't think so. If it if it was, it was like really fast and like, man, she's gone, girl. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> no. So yeah, he calls the cops. We meet our two detectives, Detective Boney and Officer Gilpin. <laughs> um, sorry, sorry, de- Detective what? Detective Boney. She's played by Kim Dickens. We <laughs> 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 can't make this shit up, guys. It's fucking still funny. <laughs> and Officer Gilpin, played by Patrick Fugit. Um, there's two actors that if you, you know the face, you just You'd don't recognize them. Yeah. So, um, they kind of look around. Cassie's <laughs> still losing it over there. Bony Dickens. <laughs> so they start looking around. Um, they're asking Nick questions, and they're, she's putting like little sticky notes around where she sees like little clues. Like yeah, like blood splatter and shit. Yeah. Uh, they start asking questions. We find out that him and Nick and Amy were writers. Were writers? Yeah, <laughs> they haven't been writers for years because of things. We'll find out about. Yeah. We flash back to a scene where we find out that Amy was the inspiration from her parents for a series of children's books called, called Amazing Amy. Amazing Amy. 
And Amy hates these books because... They're essentially the better parts of her life. Yeah, everything Amy didn't do, Amazing or, Amy did. Or didn't get, right. Amazing Amy got. <laughs> yeah, like, what, there's a part where he was like, I didn't know you played volleyball. It's like, yeah, well, I dropped out freshman year, but Amazing Amy went varsity. Yeah. <laughs> like, I know you have a dog. Well, I didn't. Amy got the dog. Yeah. And you're like, wow, that's kind of shitty. Yeah, your parents are fucking sadistic. Yeah, so there's this big part. At this big party, Nick proposes to her. Um, he acts like he's interviewing her and proposes, so they're getting married. Yeah. Uh, we go back to present day. Nick's at the police station giving some DNA samples. Yeah, I'm getting interrogated. Like a pushy. Yeah, they, these cops are being fucking douchebags. Right. Like, do you know your wife's blood type? No. Do you have any friends? I don't know. You didn't talk to anyone. You don't know your wife's friends? Why would you not know her blood type? Yeah. <laughs> Which, I mean, some of that stuff, yeah. Yeah. Of course, but... I didn't think... I didn't know blood type was an essential... That's probably thing. something you should it know. It probably is something you <laughs> should, but it's not probably... If you're gonna marry someone and be married with them for several Before years... Before I propose, I gotta know your blood type, baby. Well... If they're bleeding out somewhere and they need a blood transfusion, it's kind of (laughs) essential information. Yeah, I guess that's true. But it's just something you don't think of knowing, like, as an essential piece of information. If you love someone, you know. It's true. So, I'm going to text my girlfriend that later. What's your blood type, by the way? (laughs) Guy. That's fucking creepy. (laughs) 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 So, while he's at the station, we find out his dad's there. Yeah, which this whole part, the whole dad situation, like, I don't think this whole thing was necessary throughout the movie. It wasn't necessary. I mean, it had a part of being in there, but it wasn't, like, needed. Like, especially this whole part where his dad's there, and you find out his dad's senile. There's, like, a super small part that he plays, and it's not... It's not even that big. Yeah. So, but his dad, like, escaped from his home, and he's got to take him back. Yeah. We go back to Amy writing in her journal... They're having their second anniversary scavenger hunt at this time. Yeah, we got another flashback. There's yep. a lot of, like, jumps back yeah, and forth jumps. throughout this. So so they do some library fucking... Yeah. There's a bookstore. Either are. Because they're writers. Yeah, the library has books. Fucking so. around books. Yeah. Symbolism. Yeah. <laughs> All I remember was there's like, a bunch of bookcases surrounding them. Oh, yeah. It's like they close themselves in, like, a secluded book room to fuck. Right. <laughs> Like, oh, this is convenient. Yeah. And there's someone on the well, other side here, of the bookcase. In our bookstore, you can either just quietly read or, you know, you'll fuck each other. And well, yeah, <laughs> go down aisle 13, that's the fuck aisle. <laughs> there's lube. But if you want the adult erotica, it's on the other side of the store. Yeah, just past that's the That's 14th section. century uh, French literature over there. <laughs> so, Nick can't go home because his home's a cram scene, so he goes stays at his sister's. Yeah. While they're investigating the his home... The detective Boney gets approached by uh, <laughs> gets approached by this n- n- uh, really fucking annoying neighbor Noel, who says she's Amy's best friend. Oh yeah, like, can you get her out of here? She doesn't have friends. No, she's a fucking loser. Whatever. Originally, I thought like, oh, not job check. Yeah, just trying so. to like you know cash in on the whole uh, right. So, but the police are still searching the house, and uh, they find clue one, and. Any fans of the show One Tree Hill out there will notice the police officer there. I know you have no idea who this is. Oh, the police officer? Yeah, the guy that founds the, finds the clue. Yeah, he's the clue-finding yeah. cop in the movie. Yeah. yeah, but if you watched, if you ever watched the show One Tree Hill, it's Mouth from One Tree Hill. So, hopefully some listeners <laughs> will get that Mouth? Yeah. <laughs> Does he have a huge conversation with Boney? No. <laughs> he should, though. <laughs> 
You watched a few episodes of it. You should have recognized him. Yeah, and you're still supposed to watch Cowboy Bebop. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm already six hours into fucking... <laughs> we have a deal going, folks. I watch a show he wants me to watch. He watches a show I want him to watch. He's I'm watched one episode of Cowboy Bebop. I watched six fucking hours of Goddamn. One and a half. <laughs> I'm getting there. I'm getting there. One tree shit hill. All right. Sounds he publicly outed me. I'll do better at it. You should. So. You really I'll should. Do better at it. Do better at it. You'd actually like it. Fist bump, bro. Fist bump. Yeah. yeah all right. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, back to the story. Clue, clue one. Clue is, one. Is, for their scavenger hunt. Yeah, it's not like an actual clue. No, it's, it's a clue for the scavenger hunt. <laughs> so, <laughs> but uh. Nick goes to the police for this press conference, and this is where I really started to see similarities of the Drew Peterson and Lacey Peterson story from the early 2000s. Yeah, not familiar. Not familiar? Okay. Is there anybody who does you remember? Drew Peterson was a guy who just straight Ben Affleck, a pompous ass, who his wife disappeared, and he was the prime suspect, and he claimed he had nothing to do with it, wound up getting convicted, yada, yada, yada. Maybe he's innocent. <laughs> if this movie tells us anything. They actually did a made-for-TV movie about that story starring Dean Cain. Wait, why do I know him? God Super- damn it. Superman. Adventures of Superman and Lois Lane. TV oh. show. Dean Kane. He used to host Ripley's Believe It or Not, too. Okay, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. I just remember the name. I heard it recently. <laughs> yeah, Dean Kane. So, yeah, if anybody remembers that saga, you will remember this. You'll see the similarities with this movie. So, is this. Has he been given the clue yet? Or no? Um, oh, you're not yet. Well, I have the press conference is what happens next. Yeah, and then they talk. Pim and Amy's parents talk about her admirers that she used to have. One named Desi and one named Tommy, hmm. that uh, were kind of like head over heels for her. And, um, so, yeah, they do the press conference where uh, he kind of does like a lackluster like. Yeah, you guys know my wife is missing. Yeah. So uh, help me find her. Yep. Thanks. <laughs> and he does it like a smile towards like, her parents. <laughs> So, um, and the parents are super impassionate about what's going on. Yeah, because they're good parents who just totally yeah. train wrecked her life when she was a child. Exactly. Yeah. But anyways, they show Nick clue one. He knows where it's at. He goes to the college that he has an office at but doesn't work at. Well, he's a creative writing teacher. Is he? I thought he owned the bar. Well, he did own the bar. He, he talks about that earlier. Oh, okay. Where he like does that too on the side. Oh, okay. He's, he's like a half-ass fucking... I don't yeah. know why he has an office, but... Right. Um, but they find Clue 2 there, and they find a pair of panties. Yeah, Ooh. some lazy red oh. pennies. And it's this Clue something about a little brown house, so Nick has no idea what it is. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't fucking know. So after he leaves the cops, Nick goes to a house. No. It looks brown. It's not. It's blue. It's not. It's blue. Um, it's his dad's house, <laughs> yeah. and this is where his dad kind of plays into the story. His dad's house is still there. He just keeps an eye on it. So his dad's essentially a MacGuffin. Yeah, I guess. I don't know why they threw him the extra scene of being in the cop shop, though. Right. Didn't make sense. But here he finds Clue 3, and these alarms go off. He can't turn them off like the alarms, which were changed. But he hides the clue he finds from the detectives who followed him there. Yeah, they, like, show up immediately. Yeah. <laughs> like, so what you doing here? <laughs> it's like, what the fuck, are you follow me? Yeah. Why? It's my dad's house. Yeah. I'm not, not doing anything suspicious, you know? I come here to jerk off every Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to go in there. It's real sticky. It's just a mess. <laughs> um, we go back to Amy's journal. She talks about how they're having financial struggles. Um, they're in a recession, because apparently that's terrible on writers in a recession. Well, this is their flashback again, right? Yep. Did you say that? Uh, yeah. Okay. They got their apartment in New York and stuff. 
Um, this is where everything started to fall apart for him, essentially. Yep, and it's only going to get worse. Yeah, especially so. when she talks about her trust fund, which yeah. she's been living off of. Yeah, and her parents are like, yeah, we're going to need some of that money back. Oh, how, how much? Um, almost all of it. Yeah, uh, I'll give you, leave you 200000 You can... Yeah, you'll be we'll good take the that, rest, right? yeah. the rest of that million. What about my eight thousand dollar a day cocaine habit? <laughs> <laughs> that would have been great, <laughs> right? All right, so now we skip to uh, present day, July seventh. We're now two days missing. We're at the headquarters where they've uh, set up to find Amy. Yeah, they're at, like this community center. Yeah, with like a million people fucking searching. Yes, Boney is there. She asked Nick, <laughs> Nick about a uh, Noel. <laughs> It's a big I'm part sorry. of this movie, so. <laughs> I just say cops, otherwise I'm going to laugh every okay. fucking time. <laughs> All right, I'll do my best. So he asked her about uh, Noel, this annoying neighbor, and he's like, I have no idea who she is. And they're like, really? Because she says she's her best friend. Yeah. I'm like, oh, maybe we said hi to her once in passing. But So he's like, what? I don't know who this fucking is. Nick kind of gets approached by this slutty lady there who takes a selfie of him with oh, her. Oh, yeah. And who was she? Just some random. She looked familiar, though. I'm not sure. She was a slut. Yeah. She reminded me of one of my exes. Oh, nice. (laughs) Was she a slut, too? Well, yeah. She's, like, literally a whore. (laughs) All right. Um, Forever single, folks. But Nick kind of, like, gives her this picture, and then she's, like, runs off because he, like, kind of freaks her out. Well, yeah, he's all like, could you just, you know, do me a solid and delete that? And she's like, no. No. I'll do whatever I want with it. Yeah. Not after she said... She's going to make him her famous Frito pie. Her world famous, famous. Frito pie. <laughs> <laughs> we see these, like, these search parties uh, scouring the land. Um, just just a heads up. If this was like a little Mexican girl, this would not oh, be happening. God, no. <laughs> Everybody would be like, whatever. Hey, uh, what is that, that Family Guy episode where the news crew, and they're like, we're searching for Becky Gunderson. Like, oh. <sighs> wait, wait, sorry, that's Becky Gutierrez. Oh, no. no. <laughs> Why are we here? This isn't news. <laughs> so, fucked up. But yeah, true. it's fucked up, but it's so true. So, the detective has been going over some paperwork. She asked Nick about all these uh, expensive credit card charges. Has Yeah, which he knows and golf nothing clubs. about. This is not me. This is identity theft. I'm not even a golfer. She's like, well, yeah. I am, and that's a really nice fucking set of clubs. Yeah, so... Nick goes over to Margo's. We cut back to Amy's journal. Nick and her have to move to Missouri. Yeah. Because Nick's mom has cancer. Stage four. Breast cancer. Gonna die. <sighs> Things are getting worse. Yeah. So At we, this point, she's like, this is when I knew shit was going downhill. <laughs> oh, yeah. We go back to present day. Nick's at Margo's. She goes to bed. Nick's got a visitor. Oh, yeah. I'm outside. He gets the text. And he's like, what? Checks outside and then... Oh, we see who it is. Yeah. Nick has a mistress. Some hot little bitch. A fucking hot mistress. Uh, Andy is her name, played yeah. by uh, supermodel Emily Redichkowski. Redichkowski, yeah. whatever. So, Neat. Yeah, I know who she is. <laughs> I've no. masturbated to her picture several times. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> Not saying no. <laughs> <laughs> little insight to Aaron, folks. <laughs> I like titties. <laughs> and yeah, this is where this is honestly where we get our first shot of tits. So Yeah. Plus one. Woo. <laughs> Alright. We go back to Amy's journal. Nick's mom dies. Amy buys Nick the bar. She uses the last of her trust fund to buy the bar so he can have some sort of income. Yeah, try to keep him happy. Yep. Pretty much. She starts getting just used for sex. 
There's like a little yeah. scene of him just humping her, and he's like, "Woo!" and just gives her a slap on the <laughs> yeah. ass and walks away. Good job, pal. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of fun. Catch you later. Yeah. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> That'll do, pig. <laughs> <laughs> they have a fight, and he shoves her. And this is where she writes in her journal, "I am frightened of my husband." Yeah. Um, well, she talks about having a baby. Yeah. That'll drive anyone to fucking... Yeah. Oh, yeah. He gives her <laughs> gives her a good shove, so... Detective goes to this abandoned... If you home. have a baby, this is going to happen a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> so they go to this abandoned mall, the detectives do, because they heard Amy wanted to buy a gun or something. So they go to this... This abandoned mall is pretty much junky this city. This awesome fucking yeah. mall. I wish this was around when I was a kid. Right. I would have spent all my time there and been like a vagrant hobo that fucking <laughs> it's junky did city. drugs and robbed people. Yeah, that's what it is. So they ask this guy about Amy. He says, yeah, she came in to buy a gun. Um, and they're like, what? Yeah, because she's afraid, yeah. obviously. She um, came in wearing bright pink and fucking Yeah, you, rem- you remember somebody like that around these parts. Yeah. <laughs> Dang. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the next day, Nick's uh, whore leaves, but uh, Margo sees. Yeah. And Margo's not too happy about it. Well, um, he's been lying to her well, this yeah. whole time. He's like, she's like, how long? And he's like, a year and a half. And she's like, motherfucker. Yeah. So, just a true blue piece of shit. Yep. Uh, we get to see the news channels talking about him. Uh, we see this one show, Ellen Abbott show. That's um, that reporter chick. Missy yeah. Pyle, that's her name. Okay. I've known. I've seen her in plenty of other things. She was in like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. She was one of the moms in there. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. So, she was a uh, Veruca Salt's mom. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but if anybody who's ever watched CNN knows who Nancy Grace is, yeah, she's essentially exactly the fucking Nancy, Nancy Grace right there, and it's will piss Ann you Coulter, the fuck kind of. off. Yeah, one of those two. She's a real cunt. Yep. They're talking about him, and then they talk about, oh, he needs to hire this guy named Tanner Bolt. This lawyer who defends the undefendable guy. Yeah, he essentially takes cases that are unwinnable, and he wins them, because he's a fucking boss. Yeah. So Nick goes home, he sees the police's handiwork, how they've kind of... I bet he cross-dresses on weekends. (laughs) Yeah, we'll find out who he is in a little bit, so... (laughs) Nick goes home, he sees the police have kind of tore up his house a little bit. The cop's research found his giant-ass fucking bloodstain in the kitchen. Yeah, they did like a... A luminescent test or whatever yeah. the fuck it was called. Yep, and they're like, oh, the house lit up and yeah. shit. It's so. pretty much what they do in hotels to see if there's semen everywhere. <laughs> that, that night they have this vigil for Amy. Um, Again, little Mexican child would have yep, never gotten never got <laughs> Maybe this. you've gotten that yep. top. But then they do the whole search thing. Right. Nick's, uh, Nick's whore is there, Andy. And she's kind of like, just, just hiding, but he sees her. Yeah. She kind of mouths the word asshole to him. Well, like, well, after he says, I love my wife. Yep. Which, you're in front of fucking... <laughs> yeah. You're suspected of murder, and you're in front of fucking... The news and every yeah. person in the city, yeah. Yeah, you're going to say you love your wife. <laughs> Not going to say, I love my wife, and then look over and see your whore and be like, nah, I'm just kidding, guys. Check Actually, out the tits fuck- on her. I fucking love this. <laughs> I'm right fucking here. this bitch right here. <laughs> yeah. Whatever happens to Amy yeah. happens, but... <laughs> This bitch <laughs> does this thing with her mouth. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Noelle shows up at this vigil and makes a fucking scene. Yeah. And She's like inciting riot right yeah. there. She basically says, "What? Tell him, Nick. Tell him how Amy's pregnant." And everybody's like, "What? What? Hold on. And Nick's just like Nick just kind of gets the fuck out of there. Yeah, he doesn't know what the fuck's going on. Yep. He didn't know she was pregnant. Yep. So the detective comes over and she's got evidence. He's got pictures of Amy and uh, Noel hanging out. Yeah, a lot. Yeah. And this is where the t- detective and the cop 
pretty much attack him with evidence. Yeah, they confront the shit out of him. Yeah. Like, if you thought they were being dicks earlier, they just really lay it on thick here. And they're like, what about all these credit card purchases if he's unaware of? She was pregnant. Blah, blah, blah. And he's just, yeah. like, getting flabbergasted. And he's like, I want a fucking lawyer. So Yeah, I'm not talking to you anymore without a lawyer. Yep. So Which you should have done in the beginning. Yeah. So Margo comes over. Nick has this, like, box of stuff at Amy's. The two detectives go over to his dad's house. Nick's trying to figure out Clue 3. He can't figure out Clue 3 yet. This is where the detective finds... Yeah, they look in the furnace, and they yep. find, like, her partially burnt diary. Yep, the journal we've been seeing her write in. And at the same time, this is where Nick discovers the woodshed behind Margot's house, filled with all these credit card purchases. Yeah, tons of new fucking shit. Yep, and you're just like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. And I'm, I gotta say, if you're not paying attention to the music at this scene, too, it's amazing. You know, I didn't catch it. It's, it's tra- I'm pretty sure it's Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. It was really low-key, but... it's It was so, like, just trippy and fuck. It's really good, so... So you're like, what the fuck is going on? And then you're like, boom, back to July 5th. Yeah. This is the morning of. Amy's alive. Yeah. Well, she's... It's the morning of. Yeah. So, yeah, she's gonna be alive. She's gonna be alive, so... And now it's a big scene here of how she set up Nick. Yeah. Just the how, entire explaining of how she's fucking over her yeah, husband. How she befriended this neighborhood idiot, Noel. She racked up a shitload of credit card debt. Yeah, stole their friend's urine. Yeah. So it looked like she was pregnant when she goes to the doctor. Yeah. That was just fucked up. Um, so Nick leaves to go to the bar or go to the beach or whatever. Um, so she stages the crime scene. Yeah, which she suggested he go to the beach. Yeah. To, like, talk about, you know, or think about their marriage. And you're slowly starting to see this fucking bitch. She's a criminal mastermind. Yeah. This bitch yeah. fucking sucks. And this is where you also see this diary we've been reading. She did not write this these last five years. She no. wrote this, like, the last few months. Yeah. She's been... She, she sat down and was like, oh, I'm going to, you know... I'm going to fuck over my husband. Put the good memories in the beginning like they were real, yeah. which they are, and then... You know, start making up all these lies yeah. and shit. And so. she used like a different pen or pencil each yep. time, so it's she's fucking brilliant. And we see Amy. She even like draws her own blood to make the blood stain and yeah. shit. It's it's the length she goes to her incredible. She's a very in depth monster. Yeah, as we'll soon come to find out. Yeah. So she goes to hide away at this resort of some kind. Changes her look, whatever dyes her hair. Is this where she fucking hits herself in the face with a hammer? Yeah, she's sitting in the bathroom, and she's yeah. got a ball-peen fucking hammer. <laughs> and she just keeps, like, slowly, you know, doing the, yep. where I'm going to hit myself, and, and then, then just crack. Boom. <laughs> so I cringed at that point. Yeah. We cut back to Nick. Nick shows Margot uh, the woodshed with all the goodies, and there's a present in there, and it's these puppets. I really didn't get the, the point of these puppets. You didn't? I mean, I understand that the, the husband of the puppet beats the wife. Yeah, they're like old school, like fucking puppets. Yeah, I can't think of the name of them. Yeah, there's right. there's symbolism to the story within them there though. And then we cut back to Amy and what she's been doing in the days since she's been gone. So, and like the one day she's been setting up a plan. She meets her neighbor at this resort named Greta. Yeah. Um, a little trailer trash. Yep. She hangs out with her one of the days. Uh, we find out Amy knew about Andy. Like yeah. the, the mistress affair wasn't a secret to her. Let me go back. To, I think now both stories have collided now. We're at the same point now. Yeah. So, um, it's been four days since she's been missing. Nick goes to New York to meet with Tanner Bolt, this lawyer, who's played by Medea. You kind of skipped that Nick and his sister figured out the plan. 
essentially. Oh, oh that's when they when they find the puppets. Well, like, yeah, they find them. Figure out the plan. Yeah. Oh, okay. They're like, essentially in the know. They're like, okay, we know shit's fucked up now. We know yeah. this bitch is fucking with us. Right. So we gotta find her. Yeah. So. And then we cut back to Amy like leaving the seeds online. She like uh, pushes the case to what's her name? That uh, fucking. Alan Abbott or Susan Schreiber or whatever. Yeah. There's, there's two news people. Elliot Abbott or whatever the Alan, fuck her name is. Ellen. Ellen Abbott, yeah. yeah. So. Like, she's the one who, like, sent the messages in to get her all riled up about this case. Yeah. So, so I mean, she's, she's doing a lot of work here to oh, fucking... Yeah. She's, like we said, she's a fucking mastermind. Yeah. So. Don't gloss over the importance of her evilness. Sorry. Yeah, she's <laughs> fucking evil. Yeah. It's only, she, you're only going to see her getting more and more evil. Yeah. That's why I'm like... So, yeah, Nick goes to New York... Here and he talks with Tanner Bolt, this lawyer. Yeah, played by good old Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry, Medea himself. Medea himself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He tells him the story, and Tanner's like, "Yeah, fuck yeah, I'll take this, man." Yeah, yeah. He's all over this. Yeah. So the first thing that they want to do is to find one of her uh, old boyfriends, Tommy. Well, yeah, they want to find a bunch of faces to yeah. kind of corroborate that she's a monster. Yeah. So Nick goes to talk to this Tommy guy. Says Amy just fucked his life up. His story is so fucked. Yeah. Like, I feel super bad for this guy. Yeah. Basically, Amy, like, kept giving him all these ties, and he to like, wear these ties, and then one night came over and made her made him use one of the ties on her, and then that next morning, like, said she, uh, he raped her. Yeah. She, like, you know, got his splooge in her, and yep. then fucking... Then had the ligature marks from the ties on her yeah. ass, and, and then this guy, like... His life got fucked up. Yeah, so he's essentially a sex offender and hasn't gotten a job in eight years because he's been yeah blacklisted, essentially. So then you're starting to be like, Amy's always been this way. Oh, that's yeah. nice. She's so. always been a monster. Yeah. We get it now. <laughs> um, Amy's at, the, at her little house. She's watching that Alan Abbott show. Um, Noelle's gone on there now, just spelling her mouth. Oh, God. This part's fucking horrible because you see how petty fucking Amy is. Oh, yeah. Because the trailer trash friend she has is, like, talking shit about Amy. Mm-hmm. And then she walks out of the room, and they're still talking. Yeah. So Amy, like, goes over and, like, spits in her Mountain Dew. Yep. And yeah. then fucking, like, shakes it. And he's like, oh, you're going to talk shit about me? Yep. Fuck you. It's like, you're really that fucking petty? <laughs> yeah. Tom fucking oh. petty. Yep. And Nick, at this, same, this scene, Nick is in the airport, and he's watching this, and... He's going to leave, and he throws on a baseball hat, and I'm like, "This it's is when they talk Red Sox hat. I know what it is." This is when they talk about the twins' thing, because oh, okay. on the news they're bashing Margot. Yeah, and they're like, "Oh, they're uncomfortably close," you yeah. know. But uh, you know, twins fuck each other, right? <laughs> All of them do. T- <laughs> Every single one of them. <laughs> it's common knowledge. Um, but yeah, he goes to leave, and he throws on this baseball hat, and this whole time I'm like, "That's gonna be a Red Sox hat. It's a New York Mets cat." What? Bum, bum, bum. There's a story about that later. We'll get to. Then uh, Nick heads over to uh, MPH's, or Desi's, or whatever the fuck his name yeah. is. Because yep. he wants to, like, you know, talk to more people about how Amy's a fucking psychopath. Yeah. yeah. Desi won't talk to him, though. No. Yeah, no. No. And we'll find out why. So, five days she's been missing now. Tanner Bolt comes to Missouri. Um, he starts advising them on what to do. How to play into the media and how to do a bunch of shit with them. He's like, you gotta go to the cops. You gotta tell them about Andy. Yeah. And all this other stuff. You just have to. You so have to like, be an open fucking book about yep. this, essentially. So, uh, back to Amy. She's playing mini golf with the trailer trash chick and her yeah. friend. And her trailer trash boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, she fucks up. 
Yeah. They f- see that she's got a lot of fucking cash. Yeah, she's got a fanny pack full of fucking hundreds. Yeah, and they're like, look at all that. We could buy so much drugs with that. Oh, man. Just imagine how much meth I could inject oh. in my testicles. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's that's when you inject meth yeah. into your testicles. <laughs> Remember that. Okay. <laughs> Next time you get meth, <laughs> inject it into your testicles. All right. But Amy tries playing it off. She's like, it's all singles. Yeah. And they're like, shit, yeah, right. What so. are you, a stripper? <laughs> <laughs> um, so Tanner then schedules Nick to go on TV. Um, she, she wants him to go on this, like, uh, Diane Sawyer-type show with this lady, Susan, yeah. Susan Schreiber. Greta and her tra- trailer trash man, her trailer trash boyfriend, go to visit Amy, who's yeah. getting ready to leave. Well, they essentially rob her. Yeah. They're not really visiting. No. They come and steal her money, and she's fucked now. Yeah, now she's she got, got fucking nothing. No money. Nobody knows she's alive. You're screwed. Yeah. So, now we start to re- we're gonna really start to see some of her evilness come out. So yeah, after that, uh, we see Tanner's training Nick for TV because we we need to get the people to like him. Right now, the the entire country thinks this guy's a yeah. pompous douchebag. Well, he looks like a pompous yeah, douchebag. Yeah, it's Ben Affleck, of course. They're training him, and then Amy goes and calls Desi. Yeah. NPH. She meets up with him in like a casino or some shit. Yeah. And. This guy is the most gullible fucking yeah. idiot. I feel super fucking bad for him. He is so in love with her, and she knows this, and she's going to play him like a fucking fiddle. Like, serious. Seriously. That's like, actually exactly what I wrote. Really? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> it, it, it's so true. Like, you can't think of anything else but, but that, mm-hmm. as, as you're going to come to find out. And he's all like... She basically tells him how Nick beats her, and she had to get away. So she's shit. playing off this whole lie thing. You know? Yeah. And he's like, I'm going to set you up at my lake house. You'll have everything you need there. Which, and, his fucking lake house. Oh my god, I want his fucking lake house. I don't know how much money this guy makes, but yeah. it must be enough to fucking, you know, kill a prostitute every other night <laughs> and get Probably. away with it by paying off the fucking cops. <laughs> but before we go to there, we they go to leave the casino, and then news breaks. Nick's whore, Andy, has gone public. And she ain't dressed like a whore. Nope. And... This line fucking gets me every time. Amy's like, why is she dressed like that? Covering up those giant come-on-me tits. <laughs> <laughs> so, if any, nobody knows who Emily Ratajkowski is, go look her up. She's fucking hot. Yeah, so. she's very attractive. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, Nick goes to give his interview right after this. We don't see it yet, but apparently it went fucking good. Yeah, he's like, I fucking nailed this yeah. shit. Yeah. Yeah, and then we, then we get to see Desi's Lake House. It is like... Fucking, fucking amazing. Richard Branson-esque. Yeah. Like, Heated floors, fucking security cameras in every room, yeah. fucking... All the food you could want. Any yeah. any amenity you could ever imagine having in a house, this house has. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing, so... And you just keep finding out Desi just has got it fucking bad for her, so... Yeah, he goes and buys her new clothes and fucking makeup and yeah. all this shit. It's She's ridiculous. like, just get back to being yourself so we can be together type yeah. of thing. Yeah, it's so sickening, kind of. Yeah. So... That night they watch Nick's special, and we see how good he played it. Yeah. And uh, this is where he kind of gives, like, a little fuck you to Amy. Because he's like, Amy, if you're out there, I just want you to come home. I love you. And he touches his fucking chin. Yeah. And you're like, you're like, oh, he's fucking sticking to her, man. This is when the detectives get tipped off about the woodshed. So Boney comes and investigates the woodshed. <laughs> Um, and they are, they see all the shit there. That's like the name of like, you know, the beer drinking sidekick in a fucking frat movie is Boney. Yeah. <laughs> or Booger, or fucking... Anderson, Smith, and that's Boney over yeah, there. Yeah, there's Boney. <laughs> what up, dudes? 
Pony, pony. <laughs> I feel like they have, if they were ever to make a Revenge of the Nights 4, Pony's going to be one of them. <laughs> pony in there. He's going to be wearing the jean jacket vest, just like Booger. <laughs> like, straight up. Except it's present day, so it'll be a jean jacket romper. Oh, God. Dear God. <laughs> Still denim. Yes. Anyways, um, they arrest Margo, and they start questioning Nick on the journal, and they find the murder weapon that Amy hid in the house, and yeah. they arrest Nick. Yeah. So, yeah. Then we take a big leap forward to, like, Ju- July 26th. She's been gone 21 days now, and she's not really gone. She's been hiding out at Desi's this whole time yeah. now. So. She looks normal again. Yeah. They're getting acquainted. Which I gotta say, Rosamund Pike with a brown long hair like that was not no. good looking at all. No. The she, short little blonde hair. Yeah. She's good. Whatever kind of cut that is. Yeah. Desi has to leave to go to work. And then Amy fakes some weird ass shit for the cameras. Like, yeah, she fakes a rape, essentially. Yeah. And an escape. Yeah. And uh, it's pretty dark how she, like, <laughs> dips her shirt in the wine and then just like yeah, it makes it look like she's bleeding out of her vagina yeah. cause which it makes me wonder like how what parts of the house had cameras on them obviously not the kitchen it, not the, <laughs> there wasn't a camera that had her dip in the, her dress in there and well, I doubt they have them in the bathroom and all that shit that's true so. where she took the fucking wine bottle and like violated herself yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's fucking violently the, length, yeah. the yeah. length she starts to go is she straight up like Kate feared herself which she's done throughout the whole movie. Uh, I don't know if you've seen Cape Fear. No. Sorry. Where, uh, fucking, you essentially hurt yourself and then blame it on someone else. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sure. Nick and Margo get out of jail at this time, and they're like, why hasn't anybody fucking found her, Tanner? And he's like, I got my best guys working on it. Yeah. Well, obviously not that too fucking good, so. <laughs> Apparently not. Um, we skip forward a few more days. She's now been gone almost a month. Amy is, uh, prepping herself. This is where you mentioned yeah. her fucking yourself with the wine bottle. Yeah. Desi come home, they go to fuck. Like, she's like, let's yeah, she's get it on. Yeah, she's instantly, like, gonna s- yeah. put that dick every hole right yep. now. And she fucking cuts his throat. Yeah, during fucking Like, fucking. as he's fucking coming. Just she fucking pulls out a box cutter and... Yep. And just he's... <laughs> and I have written in capital letters, B-R-U-T-A-L, fucking brutal. Yeah. Because it is just blood everywhere. She gets soaked. Yeah, that's like some serial killers do. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, cut your throat while you're above me, fucking... Yeah. All your blood's gonna pour on me. I've seen this in, like, Hostel too. I think. Oh, I know, and I'm just gonna choke you out. So for seemingly what's been a pretty quiet, tame movie up to this point... Yeah. It just took a dark, dark... Super dark, fucking dark turn. Yeah, so... And let me skip forward to August 4th. Well, one more day. Yeah. Amy returns. She gets home. Yep. And this, I dare say is the best fucking line in the entire yep. fucking movie. Yep. She, comes, she gets out of the car. She comes walking up to him. She's all acting, she's all disheveled and shaking yep. up and stuff. Just gives him a hug, and he's like, you fucking bitch. Yep. <laughs> and and she, she like, faints. collapses. Yep, yep. It's fucking great. With the news camera's all on him and yep. shit. He's like, I gotta act like I'm happy she's home. Yeah. But at the same time, I really just want to yeah. strangle the fucking life out of her. So... She goes to the hospital, doctors start checking her out, she gives this bullshit fucking tale of a statement about how she was kidnapped by Desi and he raped her and held her hostage and yeah, shit. And she gets, like, into, like, graphic detail. Yeah. But every, there's a room full of investigators and Detective Boney's there and she does not believe a fucking <laughs> word. She's no, trying no. to ask questions and the other FBI investigators are like, she's been traumatized, yeah. okay? 
give her a fucking break. Yeah. And yeah, and she's just such a manipulative bitch. She just plays every single yeah. one of them. She's so good at it. Let's not talk about that. Let's talk about how I was, you know, sodomized and yeah. fucking. <laughs> and they're like, oh, we're so sorry. Like, you had it bad. Let's not question you anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so Nick and Amy go home. And she goes to wash away the entire body of blood she's covered in, which kind of makes me wonder, why the fuck didn't the hospital clean her up? You'd, you'd think, right? Right. That's what I thought, too. But it, it made me think, at the same time, when I fucking stabbed my hand with the avocado, the hospital didn't clean my hand up, either. So. Well, they don't want to touch blood if they don't have to. That's true. So You could have AIDS. That's true. So. You probably have. <laughs> <laughs> avocado but, uh, AIDS. Avocado AIDS. <laughs> so, uh, Amy's back home, and she's all, like, acting like everything's cool. Yeah. Like... And Nick is just fucking like, I don't trust this bitch. Yeah. One bit. He's like, I'm going to leave you. And she's like, no, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not. He goes to bed, he locks his door and all this shit. So, like, he's one day home now. Nick comes down, she's making breakfast. Yeah. Like, fucking like nothing fucking Holly, happened. Holly homemaker, yeah. Just yeah. say, hey, honey. And they go Want to, a crepe? <laughs> and they go to this, like, welcome home party. Nick and Margo and then are talking with Tanner and the detective. And they're like, there's nothing we can do, Nick. Yeah. Like, you, you deal with it. <laughs> Try not to piss her off. Yeah, sorry. Like, you know how crazy she is. Deal with it, man. Yeah. So, uh, we take a big jump forward now. She's been home for seven weeks. They're, uh, having breakfast. They're preparing to go on Ellen Abbott. And Amy has got a positive pregnancy test. Yeah, a little present for Nick. Yeah. He opens it up and it's yeah. pregnancy test. He's like, I have not fucking touched you. Yeah. She's like, I took your seed. <laughs> Did she, though? Well, she must have. Or is it Desi's? Yeah, it could be Desi's. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Because it's fucking Desi's baby. I never thought about that, actually. Yeah, it's because she nailed him right as he came. Yeah. I'm thinking it's it's his. Maybe. So. But um, did they plow before that? I mean, I'm trying to think of the time frame. Like, only a month has gone by. Right. So, I mean, so you, essentially, you know. it could be either or. But, yeah, that's a good theory. I never thought yeah, of that. I think it's Desi's baby, and she's playing it off. Playing it off, and you know, getting him. Um, oh, that's, damn. Yeah, and uh, there's a nice scene here where he fucking grabs her by the face and slams her head against the <laughs> yeah. wall, and he's like, listen here, you fucking cunt. <laughs> and I'm like, dang. Drop the seat bomb. Drop the seat bomb. I'm, like, right I'm the fucking cunt who's going to ruin your fucking life. And I'm like, shit. They go announce the baby news. On TV. Yep. And uh, we cut back to that opening scene where he's just petting her head. Hmm. You want to bash her skull open. <laughs> Like, what have we done to each other? Yeah. And then end. End. Boom. And that is Gone Girl. And that is Gone Girl. Yeah. 2013's 14. Gone Girl. Whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Fuck IMDb. <laughs> they lie all the time. So, yeah. Essentially, basically... Bad guy wins. Yeah, kind of. Oh, no, so, no. That's not a kind of. Oh, yeah, bad guy well, wins. Bad girl wins, basically. Same thing. So, yeah. It's a, so, um, a blanket term. Yeah. Well, I mean... Uh, so let's hop right into it. All right. Um, yeah. Um, I personally really like this movie. The acting's really good. I mean, I hate the characters I'm supposed to hate. <laughs> I.e. Rosamund Pike. I hate her. Yeah. She does a good job making you hate her. Very good job. And even though I kind of feel sorry for Ben Affleck, I still hate his character. <laughs> so. You can always hate Ben Affleck. Yeah. The music really didn't hit for me. I guess I got to go back and listen listen next yeah. time you know definitely but do. the story itself is just fucking phenomenal mm-hmm. i mean you're intrigued the entire time yeah so it's it's definitely up there for me i'm giving it a nine out of ten 
Nice. Going, going high on that one. Nice. Cool. All right, yeah, I'm uh, actually going to probably exactly agree with you. This movie is amazing. I saw this in theaters when it came out. The trailers intrigued the fuck out of me. Mm. And saw it, even though I had to wait fucking 30 minutes. Funny story. I never saw a trailer for this. Really? Not once. I remember telling you about it. Mm. You're like, I haven't heard of it. Yeah. Yeah, it's so good. Like, <clears throat> and I, I, there was a delay in the movie theater when I had to, to see it, and I'm glad I stayed through it. So, yeah, the acting is phenomenal. This is a David Fincher film, so you know yeah. how perfect he likes to have things. Yeah, definitely, if you don't notice the soundtrack, you know, it's it's hard not to because you're paying so much to the story. But the soundtrack is equally just as good. It's Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross, and if you've listened to any of other episodes, you know I love the soundtracks they do. They yeah, you have a huge heart for them. Yeah, the one <laughs> they did for The Social Network. Amazing. Same with this one. The story itself is... Great. And Gillian Flynn, the person who wrote the book, she actually wrote the screenplay for this, too. Oh, nice. So that's probably why it translated into just success both ways. No. So what I get from it is essentially the whole time Amy wanted to send Nick to prison, and when her plan got foiled, she created a prison. For him. For him. <laughs> yeah. So it's it, it's such a brilliant story. No. And yeah, it, it, I agree with you. You hate everybody who you're supposed to hate. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. So I'm giving it a 9 out of 10, too. Definitely go check it out. Yeah. IMDb gives it an 8.1 out of 10. And Rotten Tomatoes. Certified fresh. 88% millimeter, 87% audience score. So we're a little bit higher than everybody. Yeah. But, you know. Fair enough. Let me get to a little couple bits of trivia about this. Remember how we talked about Nick wearing the New York Mets cap? Yeah. He was originally supposed to wear a Yankees cap. But Ben Ben Affleck, as a diehard Red Sox fan, refused to wear that. So him and David Fincher ultimately compromised on the Mets cap. Uh-huh. So, so he didn't get his way. Didn't get his way. Yeah, I know Gavin. That's <laughs> it. So and the the scene towards the end where uh, Ben Affleck shoves Rosamund Pike up against the wall, yeah. he like forces her head against the wall. Yeah, that was, was a brutal scene. Yeah, it was so physically intense that Rosamund Pike almost got a concussion, and she told Vanity Fair in an interview, and I quote. I think around take eighteen of getting my head bashed against the wall, I literally saw stars. So Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. See if I can get one more here for you. Uh oh yeah. Tanner Bolt's character was initially written to be an Alec Baldwin type. Yeah, that's not Alec Baldwin. Opposite direction there. <laughs> uh, and also with Rosamund Pike getting a Best Actress nomination uh for Gone Girl, this was the fourth consecutive film that David Fincher had directed Oscar nominated performances. Went from Brad Pitt and Taraji P. Henson and Curious Case of Benjamin Button to Jesse Eisenberg for The Social Network to Rooney Mara in The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo and then Rosamund Pike for Gone Girl. That's another one I've never seen. Girl with Dragon Tattoo. Yeah. They're supposed to make more movies of that whole book series too and I haven't heard of them. Yeah. I, and that movie was six, yeah, six years ago. So. Nice. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, that is uh, going to do it for Gone Girl. Yeah, that's Gone Girl. We definitely are checking it out. It is gone now. Yeah, it's gone. <laughs> and we're going to move on to the next Yeah, we're going to be section, gone for a few girl. minutes. <laughs> and we'll be back with the another awesome that was an awesome transition it was we'll just see how that plays out and welcome back to the MFAB podcast season (laughs) season two season two side two b-side b-side and we're on the b-side yeah what do we got for the b-side uh this week's b-side is a good one yeah it's a movie that it I is. love. It's uh, The Devil's Rejects. Yeah, we're kind of uh, continuing off of yeah. the previous episode where we did House of a Thousand Corpses. Yeah, I wanted Aaron to watch them kind of in uh, rapid 
succession. Know. Yeah, but mm. it's been a month since yeah. we recorded, so it's still fresh in my mind, though. So. Yeah, so we can see the major differences <clears throat> between the two movies. So. Oh yeah, yeah. I, was, I still saw. Them, so. This is also directed by Rob Zombie, starring Sid Haig, Bill Mosley, Sherry Moon Zombie, Danny Trejo, Diamond Dallas Page. Uh, there's Ken Foray. Ken Foray. Yeah, there's a whole shit ton of people in this. Yeah, big people. So, uh, you want to start it off or you want me to? Go ahead. Go get it started. All right, let's do this. So, uh, movie starts out with like a kind of like a newsreel, sort of. This is a very Texas Chainsaw Massacre esque, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, description, I guess. Okay. Of what's going on. What they are. Yeah. What's happening. It's, it's a rundown, essentially. Yeah, and a bunch of, like, scrapbooking pictures. It says, May 18th, the sheriff sent for a search-and-destroy mission to the farmhouse to find the, uh... So when they went there, they found the scrapbook of over 75 killings oh. by this family known as... The Devil's Rejects. Rejects. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you, you kind of see a little bits and pieces from House of Thousand Corpses, too. Yeah. So, if you haven't seen that... Would you recommend seeing that before you watch this, or does it really matter? I mean, if you really want to, you know, no, but I, it's best to. But I don't yeah, really think it it's not necessary. No, okay. So, um, yeah, we see. This that. is a whole different monster. So. Yeah, we see that, and then uh, next thing we see is some dead boobies. Yeah, dead tits. Today's like <laughs> less than a minute in. Like plus a half, I guess. I mean, they're boobs, but they're Oh, dead. come on. Fine. You've given fine, Ted Titties fine. one did, before. Yeah, I did. Plenty I did, of times. Yeah, I did in Doom, so... Um, yeah. yeah, you gave those, and those were... <laughs> those were like... Boobs. And this is full frontal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. Okay, okay, plus one. All right. um, but yeah, this is Dead Chick, just being drugged through the woods. By Tiny. Tiny, yeah. yeah. So I guess... We all remember to... Tiny from the first movie. He is the giant... Yeah. So he's not Tiny. Yeah, that's, his name's ironic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but he's dragging through the woods, and then we see these cops coming up in the distance. Yeah. Um, and they arrive at the house. When this is the raid on the house that yeah. they're talking about in the, in the opening. Yeah, the family is fast asleep. They wake him up, and the family gets armed, and there's this big-ass shootout. Yeah. I love it. This movie fucking starts yeah, with a badass fucking bad shootout. shootout. But then this is the part that's kind of stupid, if you ask me. Starts with a shootout, and then they're like, get some tear gas in there. And I'm like, wouldn't that be like the first thing you want to do, maybe? Well, yeah, probably when they're not expecting it, but these cops aren't the smartest. No, I I get that, yeah. (laughs) This is 70s police. I've played plenty of Call of Duty to know that. Throw the knockout gas in there first. Yeah. Then go in. So, but yeah, you're right. They're not the smartest police force. I mean, this is Texas. This is... Rugsville, Texas. Rugsville, this is Texas. like fucking middle of nowhere yep. bumfuck. You know. <laughs> so, so yeah, huge shootout, fucking badass shootout. Yeah, and then they go in, they take out uh, Rufus. That's his name. I could not fucking remember his name. They take out Rufus. He's in like this big metal. Yeah, he's like armored head to toe yeah, and like, like makeshift fucking. It's like an Iron, Iron Man knight. suit. Like an, yeah, or a knight or something. Like that. Yeah. It's like Iron Man's first suit from fucking... From the first Iron Man? Yeah, from yeah. the first Iron Man. <laughs> um, and they arrest Mama. Oh, which is awesome. Yeah. Because she, she goes and she's weeping over Rufus's... Because Rufus got shot down. Yeah. So she's weeping over his body and... 
cops come up and they're like, drop the fucking gun. And she's like, you're not going to get me. And then fucking puts the gun to her head and click. click. <laughs> not today, bitch. <laughs> they take her. But Otis and Baby escape through the tunnels from the house that yeah. we saw in House of Thousand Cookies. But Which then, you know, the whole escape montage is laid out over fucking Midnight Rider. Yeah, <laughs> which is the title screen, so. Fucking awesome. <laughs> How far into the movie was that after that shootout? Because that's a, this is another late title screen, if you ask me. Not that late, actually. It's only a couple minutes. A couple minutes, but yeah. yeah. Still. I mean, it's no 18-minute <clears throat> fucking... What was it? What the Departed? 16 Departed, minutes? Yeah, yeah. Six, 18 minutes. 18? I remember 18. Oh, okay. 18.30-something. Right. First thing I noticed during the title screen, two actors that I did not expect to see pop up in this. One, Diamond Dallas Page. Yeah. Um, and second, E.G. Daly. Okay. And I'll allude to her when we meet her character. Okay. So, because if anybody knows that name, you're going to kind of be shocked So when you see who she is. But, so yeah, once we get past the title screen. We kind of cut to a news report, and then cops looking through the house. Yep. Um, they find evidence of Captain Spaulding. Yeah. Who was from previous movie mm-hmm. as well. Um, and we cut over to him, and he's getting laid. He's fucking. Yeah, more tits. This is pretty, this is pretty much like a softcore porn scene right here. Is it? It goes on for like a minute or something. I mean, it goes on for a yeah. bit, but I wouldn't call it softcore porn. I mean, this well, is like... Skinamax porn, if we're saying that. This is like homemade fucking amateur. Right, but <laughs> I mean, I say softcore, but like, there's no... You don't see insertion. You see everything but insertion. Yeah. So. Not right. too bad. So, but he, yeah. uh... It ends up being with this chick getting mad because he calls her a whore and yeah, shoots Yeah, he's him. like, you should be paying me next time. You're yeah. like, you call me a whore? It's like, calls him like I sees him. <laughs> And it just turns out to be a bad dream. Yeah. And uh, he's really in bed with this fucking monstrosity. <laughs> this very large woman. Yes. Yeah, just gross. <laughs> and she likes to fuck, apparently. Oh, yeah. Damn, she's like a spastic not... mongoloid in heat. Yeah, mongoloid. She's spastic mongoloid in heat. <laughs> Didn't I give you enough last night? Damn. Didn't you get enough ass banging? <laughs> There's a lot of little one-liners oh, yeah. that I fucking love. Way too many to notice. I'm sure Gavin's got them better than I do. So, um, But he ends up going to watch the TV. <laughs> what, did you have a bad dream, honey? Uh, 50-50. <laughs> <laughs> got you on the head, but it was fucking a hot chick. <laughs> right? uh, he sees the TV, and there's the news breaks. And as well, he's first watching it's, it's uh, his commercial for oh, yeah. his fucking gas station slash chicken hut slash slideshow. Yeah. And he gets pissed off because it gets interrupted by the news story breaking mm. about the the raid on the house. And this is when Baby calls him, kind of tells him what happened. He's like, "Yeah, it's like Shoot. we got raided." Yeah, we're gonna meet at the hotel like we always plan. Tiki palms, tiki palms. So uh, he's got to leave. His uh, mongoloid horror doesn't want him to, <laughs> <laughs> but he like he just gets yeah, out of there. <laughs> yeah, pushes her in the face. <laughs> yeah, drives off. Yeah, and then uh, he makes a call to. Uh, Ken Foray's character, Charlie. Yep. He's kind of like a pimp, sort of. Well, yeah, this is a brothel, essentially. Yeah, he's a brothel. And he's talking with his main bitch, Candy, played mm-hmm. by E.G. Daly. Okay. And if you don't know who that is, I wouldn't expect you to. She is primarily a voice actor, most no. famous for voicing Tommy Pickles on the Rugrats. Is that her most famous one, though? Yeah. I, I have a feeling... She, I I'm sure she's done a lot of other ones. I think she's done, are... like, Powerpuff Girls and My Little Pony and stuff, but she was also in Pee Wee's Big Adventure, I think, too. She had a One of the Pee Wee's movies. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it might ruin your childhood there. The voice of Tommy Pickles played a hooker in a movie. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> yeah, so, 
Um, a lot of people play hookers in movies, okay? <laughs> do they also do voices in children's cartoons? Yes. Too? Probably. I'm sure a lot They're of voice actors have <laughs> done porn. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get your foot in the door somewhere. Mm-hmm. Children's shows are porn. You <laughs> hope of both. Yeah, why not? Increase chances. <laughs> it was at this point I wrote down that the soundtrack was fucking awesome. Yeah. Because... That old school, soft 70s rock type. Just, Yeah. Classic yeah. after classic yeah. in this movie. Oh, like 60s, 70s, actually. So. Yeah. Because, yeah, this just this still takes place in the 70s. So. Yeah, late 70s. 78, right? Yeah, I believe it was, so. It's after Star Wars came out because they made a yeah. joke about how she wanted to dress up as Princess Leia. To clothing. draw new clients. Yeah. But you don't want any uh, bunch of robots fucking stumbling right. around and shit. <laughs> He's like, Michael Berryman's like, oh, they're called droids, boss. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> great. Um, but yeah, he, he uh, Charlie ends up getting a call from Spalding and says, "Yo, I'm on my way there." And we, this is the kind well, of last. Well, story. Charlie's is like, "No, you shouldn't come here." Yeah. <laughs> and at this point, you find out uh, Spalding's name is Cutter. Cutter. Okay. Yeah. I just kept referring to him as Spalding. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, Cutter's easier to write down. Yeah. So, that's why. <laughs> so I guess I didn't miss that part. So he's like, "Yeah, I'm coming. I'm coming now. So fucking deal with it." Yep. Too bad. Let me cut over to this uh, group of friends. This like band. This band called yeah. Banjo and Sullivan. Banjo and Sullivan. Yeah, three guys and two chicks. Yep, there's uh, Banjo, Sullivan, their wives, respectively, yep. and then their roadie, Jimmy. Jimmy. Played well, by I'm... Brian Posehn. Yeah. Love that guy. Yeah, he's, he's fucking awesome. great. Yeah. Everything he's in is fucking awesome. Yeah. Was his name Banjo or Roy? The main, like the lead singer. It was uh, Roy Sullivan and then Adam Banjo. Oh, okay. That was the other guy. I actually have their CD. The 74 to 75 collection. Oh, that's cool. Which is just, you know, a fake oh, yeah. CD that was made for this movie. That's awesome. There's a there's a song called Dick Soup. <laughs> Talking about being in hot tubs and only guys are coming in. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking oh, hilarious. Man, great. Yeah, they're getting unloaded at this hotel. Yep. They must be just crashing for the night. They're talking about how uh, the night before... Roy's wife was on the mechanical bowl and fucking her tube top came off or whatever and one titty was flying yeah. this way and one <laughs> titty was the <laughs> But yeah, on the, while they're getting unloaded, Roy runs into Baby. Yeah, he goes to get ice, runs into Baby. She kind of flirts with him. He's flirting hard with him. Oh, yeah. And he's like, instantly, you can see, like he doesn't give a shit about his marriage. Oh, no. He's he's, he's an old dude. Oh, yeah. And he's, he's down to, like, fuck whatever group he comes along. Yeah. He keeps saying, yeah, I shook hands with Johnny Cash, yeah. <laughs> trying to, you know, make himself sound cool. And Baby's just, you know, playing him. Yeah. So then then, he's, so we cut back to the other members quick. They're watching TV about the, the news family. about yeah. the clan. Yeah. And we cut back to Roy, and uh, Otis kind of sneaks up behind him. And Puts a gun to his head, yeah. Yep. Leads him to the room where they're at. At this point, they kind of, like, take over the room, Baby and Otis do. Yeah. And uh, Banjo's wife... He's in the shower. Yeah. You go grab her more tits. Full frontal. Yeah. So, have them all on the bed. I'll yeah, give man. Rob Zombie that. <clears throat> he knows how to put women nude in movies. Yes. <laughs> Bravo, Rob Zombie. Bravo. <laughs> Jimmy comes back at this point. Yeah, He's they're getting... like, is there anyone else? And they're like, no. And then you hear knocking on the door, and that's their roadie, yeah, Jimmy. Yeah, I got some of that beef jerky that you wanted. <laughs> so they pull him in. Yep. And and pretty much instantly. Yeah. In the head. On your knees, and pop. pop. There goes his yeah, brain. <laughs> Brian, sorry. And the family's all freaking out at this point now. But no. then we cut over to... Cutter. Yes, Cutter. Spalding, whatever. Who, his truck has just died out on him. Conveniently at a, like, gas station slash convenience store. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 
So they, so like, pulled into, like, a store or whatever. Yeah. And his truck died. Yeah. Which, yeah. this... What follows is one of the greatest exchanges, I think, yes. in this entire book. Oh, I love I love it. Because he walks up to the lady, he's like, Excuse me, ma'am, but I'm going to need to be confiscating your car for some top-secret clown visits that far supersedes any plans you may have for this year vehicle. <laughs> and she's laughing along, Oh, what, what are you talking about clown visits? He's like, Do I stutter, bitch? Yeah, he still has his clown makeup on at this <laughs> yeah. point. Yeah. So, and she's got a little kid with him, too. And he, what is he, just fucking backhands her? Oh, he fucking decks her straight up. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because she starts to freak out, and he's like, you don't fucking turn your back on a clown. Um, he fucking decks her. Oh, yeah, gets her in the car, off. and the kid's sitting in there. And he basically scares the living shit out yeah. of his kid. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious, though. <laughs> it's great. If you don't you don't like clowns, no. Why don't you like clowns? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to come back here, and if you don't have a good reason why you don't like clowns, I'm going to kill your whole fucking family. <laughs> just fucking dark as <laughs> yes, shit. It's fucking great. And he's got his car, so. Yeah. <laughs> um, we cut back over to the uh, Otis and Baby. They're keeping this the rest of the band hostage. Yeah, um, and they're just fucking with him. Oh, yeah. Otis has mom undress. And, uh, no. Does a little foreplay with his gun. <laughs> yeah. Basically. And she seems kind of into it, too. Well, she kind of has no choice. She's obviously, you know, just trying to do. Anything you know, except to get for out the tears there. and stuff, she's totally. Right. <laughs> like, except for the like looming fear of being it. murdered. Right, but it seemed like she was actually liking it at one point. Well, yeah, she. Yeah. He was threatening her over the gun, so. Yeah. yeah. And right, right in front of Roy, so. Yeah. But uh. He it's either up. that or be shot. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure you'd get into it too if you had a gun to your fucking head. Uh, under those circumstances, probably. <laughs> There's not many people who say they couldn't or yeah, wouldn't. I guess. But uh, she ends up kind of like blowing him a little bit. Yeah. And then uh, he just shoves her on the bed and he's like, all right, guys, let's go. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> That's what he's like. Isn't it? Yeah. I love it because uh, there's another good line when uh, shit's in our banjo. Yeah. He's like, what do you want, mister? He's like, boy. The next words out of your mouth better be some brilliant Mark Twain shit, because it is definitely getting carved <laughs> on your tombstone. Yeah. <laughs> well, I thought that came later, but yeah, that was, no, still, that was, that was right a good one. Okay. Um, we cut back over to Sheriff Wydell, who is the brother of the, sh- of the Sheriff Wydell from House of Thousand Court. Yeah, right? or yeah. Officer Wydell. Officer. Okay. One of the two. Um, he's uh, questioning Mama. Mama Firefly. Mother Firefly. At the police station. He starts asking her about the scrapbooks, because um, they bring in a bunch of these scrapbooks. She starts showing them, and she uh, pulls out a picture of his brother and taunts him with it. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, he said his name was Wydell, too. Yeah. Is he kin to you? Yeah, and he just backhands her. Yeah. And then, like, drives her up against the fucking wall and chokes the shit out of her. Oh, yeah, that's right, that's right. I thought that was the later scene, but no. And nobody stops him. Well, not right away. Yeah. I mean, these people are... Serial killer. Yeah, they're fucking sick, sick fucks. Yeah. So we go back over to Otis. He's taking these guys out to the desert. Yep. Going for a drive. And then they get out and go for a little walk. They're going to dig up some guns that he has buried out there. Yeah, they buried a few years ago. Uh, And I I wrote down, and I should have, can't believe I'd ever mentioned this in the last episode, but Otis reminds me of just a meth out Saruman from Lord of the Rings. Oh, which one's that? Oh, was it? Who played him? Uh, the the long haired white dude with the goatee, like the guy that was fighting Gandalf. Oh, um, I thought his name was Saruman. 
Maybe. I, I, I they're all the other names yeah. fucking meld together. I mean, I, I like the Lord of the Rings. Yeah. But I, besides, like, Bilbo and fucking <laughs> Sam <laughs> and... <laughs> yeah, Frodo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> fucking, they're all the same. Yeah. But no, if you've seen... Picture... I believe his name was Saruman. Picture him, but just on a fucking five-month-long meth bridge. Yeah. And then you have Otis. Pretty much. <laughs> pretty so, much, yeah. It <laughs> looks just like him. Fucking so. Bill Mosley. He plays that character oh, yeah. really well. He's great. Who, what is he doing? He starts talking shit to Roy. <laughs> yeah. <This laughs> I one think Banjo. I can still smell your wife's pussy stink. I'm a fucking gun. Yeah. Hope it doesn't rust the barrel. <laughs> and uh, Banjo gets some balls at this point and attacks him. Yeah, well... Otis kind of goes after Roy, screaming at him. He's like, I'm Willy Wonka. This is my fucking chocolate. <laughs> just a, a ranting shit. Yeah. And then, you know, Banjo gets the fucking board or whatever and yeah. bashes him. He gets him pretty good. Oh, Otis yeah. Otis is like unfazed, kind of. Well, I mean, he's a little shaken. But... Well, they get the upper hand and they're like kicking him for a minute. Yeah. And then he goes like all ninja style on him. Yeah. Fucking just kicks Banjo away and fucking like takes down Roy. kicks the shit out of him. <laughs> <laughs> he like mule kicks him. Yeah. Does he? Sh- yeah, he shoots a uh, Banjo in the neck kind of yeah and then he just bludgeons Roy to death <laughs> yeah he wins essentially yeah, yeah. but uh, very, uh very, very there's a there's a whole scene where he's like he makes Roy pray to God to oh, like strike him down, strike him down and yeah. all that shit and I thought that, uh, that scene always bothered me because Roy's like I'll pray for the bunny rabbits and the little birds <laughs> what the fuck no pray no. to, to yeah. kill this fucking guy yeah so Otis you know fakes getting enlightened and then bashes his skull in and it's then proceeds to cut up fucking (laughs) banjo yeah they just stab the shit out of him and that's that's one thing that i I enjoy about these movies that i like the uh, gore and brutality oh yeah top notch yeah awesome and we're gonna get to even more of it so does that whole deadpan scene where he's like i'm the devil and i'm here to do the devil's work (laughs) badass just fucking creepy as shit yep we cut back into the hotel room where Baby's with the two girls. She uh, She's just playing that games with them. Oh, yeah. Like, the one girl wants to take a piss. And she's like, well, first I want, what are you going to do for me? Yeah. Like, well, I want you to hit her in the face. As hard as you, as can. Hard as you can. And it's just, even when she hits her, hits her, it's a fucking weak-ass hit, too. No, the last one That's pretty, a little slap. pretty rough. I was waiting for a full-on punch. Like, yeah. Come on, sock her in the face, you pussy. <laughs> yeah, punch your friend in the face yeah. so you can pee. <laughs> Well, she's uh, in the bathroom. She starts freaking out. And trying to escape. Yeah, and, and you can hear her bashing windows and shit and yeah. trying to get out the little bathroom window. So Baby tries to go over there, and when she does... That's when Roy's wife... Gets a gun. Yeah. And points it at Baby. And yeah. Baby does this badass, like, fucking quick draw, throws a knife in her fucking yeah. chest. I love it, though, because at first Roy's wife is like, it's safe to come out, we're all good. And right at that second, fucking Baby pulls the fucking knife and... <laughs> Right into her fucking heart. Oh, perfectly. <laughs> yeah. And this is when the Banjo's wife busts out, tries to make a run for it. And oh, I love the whole, right before that, she's like, yeah, shoot me right in the fucking ass. And then ben, or Roy's wife has a gun and pulls the trigger and there's no fucking bullets in the gun. There's no fucking bullets in here, dummy. It's all mind control. <laughs> <laughs> fucking love that. Yeah, and then the wife goes running out. Yeah. And who she run into? Captain Spaulding. Captain Spaulding. Good old cutter. Yep. And you're like, uh-oh. Get him, daddy. Yeah. <laughs> fucking headbutts her. <laughs> yeah. Love that shit. So, yeah, then we cut back over to Sheriff Wydell. He uh, wants to talk with his movie critic because he noticed similarities between Captain Spaulding and a character played by Groucho Marx. Yeah. 
Um, all of their names are the names of people in uh, Marx Brother movies. Yeah. So they bring in this like eccentric, like movie loving critic who was just balls deep in movies. Yeah. Like I mean, me and you like movies. Yeah. This guy like eats, drinks, sleeps, poops, fucks movies. Yeah. And like it's <laughs> like fucking weird. Jizzes movies. Yeah, pretty much. So, uh, and he kind of tells him a little bit about the Marx Brothers, and then. Does the one thing you shouldn't do around Sheriff Fidel, apparently. No. Let's insult the king. You can't talk shit about Presley. <laughs> Elvis Presley, no. Elvis Aaron Presley. Yeah. <laughs> if you ever say another unkind word about Elvis yeah. Aaron Presley in my presence, I will kick the shit out of you. <laughs> yeah. uh, so what, basically what the family's been doing is been using characters from Marx Brothers movies as their aliases. Yeah. Um, Several Kevin of Spalding, them. Spalding, Mother Firefly. Otis Driftwood. Um, yeah. So... Um, which I never knew. I've never seen a Marx Brothers movie. I've seen Duck Soup and... I wanted to see Duck Soup. What the fuck is the name of the one? Where he plays the Fuhrer. I know I know what you're talking about, too. I just can't think of the name of it. No, that was Chaplin. Never mind. Oh. No, I was thinking of a different movie. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Well, I to sound smart. <laughs> <laughs> Which is really hard for me to do. Yeah. Anyways. It's hard for all of us. They go back in the room and tie her up, and then Cap's phone's, where the fuck is Otis? Yeah. That's when Otis shows up with the fucking skin mask <laughs> of Banjo. Wearing Banjo's face. Yeah. <laughs> Next morning, we cut, and the housekeeper's there. Yeah. She uh, comes in and finds a pretty gruesome scene in the bathroom. Yeah, fucking uh, Brian Fossein and fucking Roy's uh, wife just fucking... Slaughtered in the shower. Propped up and fucking... Whole place is covered in blood, oh, fucking yeah, and spelling out shit. Devil's rejects. Yeah, yeah. Shit like that. That's when she starts freaking out and backing out, and then the door shuts, and she you see <laughs> fucking wife, yeah. Wendy hanging there with her husband's face on her. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she unties her or whatever, and she just makes a run for it. Yeah, and just starts running through the desert and ends up getting fucking crushed. <laughs> fucking annihilated <laughs> by a truck. Semi truck, yeah, and like. The splatter, the sound effects, amazing on yeah, that. Yeah, it's great. Fucking brutal. Yeah. Now the cops arrive on the scene and they uh, start talking with these two. I, were they bikers? Or what were they? Were they just fucking well, grungy fuckers? They're, you know, bikers slash fucking mercenaries. Okay. It's uh, Danny Trejo and DDP. Yeah. Diamond Dallas Page. Yeah. Yeah, the diamond cutter himself. The unholy two is what they went by. I thought it was so awesome that DDP was in this. Yeah. Fucking great. So they're essentially like fucking hitmen that the... Hitmen for hire. Yeah, that the Mary sheriff Weather knows. Types. Yeah. Would you call them that? Yeah, sure. Yeah, Mary Weather types. Or yeah. would they be more like the Lost? Yeah, more like the Lost, like actually. The lost? Okay, yeah. So anybody, even, anybody who's even later on when they're doing the barbecue, the camp looks like the fucking Lost yeah, camp. <laughs> yeah, Anybody who's played Grand Theft Auto 5 yeah. picture any of the Lost bikers, that's these two guys. So. Yeah. But yeah, they end up taking the family's band. Van. Van. The band's van. The band's van. And they're on the road. Yeah. And um, they and uh, Baby wants to stop for ice cream. Yeah. And Otis is like, there ain't no fucking ice cream in your fucking future. Yeah. It's, and Captain's like, I think tootie fucking fruity. Tootie fucking fruity. <laughs> and Otis keeps, keeps like saying, you ain't getting no fucking there ice cream. There is no ice cream in your foreseeable future. Yeah. Next and scene. They're like an ice cream. Eating ice cream. <laughs> I mean, there's a, that was a nice scene of, like, showing, like, mm. they got a family side to them. Well, yeah, I mean, Cutter 
or Captain Spaulding is essentially their dad. Yeah. Because they keep calling him daddy. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm guessing. I would assume he is their dad. Yeah. Otis is tall as shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean. It makes sense to me. Yeah. Fucking tiny, too. Is a giant. Captain Spaulding is a giant. Makes sense to me. He's not that big. Yeah, he looks pretty tall. Yeah, I guess. More unless, big. Unless every other character is tiny. Short. So then uh, we cut back to the sheriff, who's returning to the house to have his own little breakdown. Yep. He kind of has a hallucination about his brother. Yeah. And Just in the basement saying his soul can't leave the house mm-hmm. because he's destined to be there now until those people are dead. Yeah. <laughs> so kill him. Avenge me, brother. Yeah. It's all a dream. Rondo and what's DDP's character's name? Uh, Billy Ray something. Cyrus? No. Yeah. Billy Ray something. Though. Billy it's like Ray Billy Ray something. Sugar or some shit. Billy. We'll just say Machete and DDP. That's yeah. What I wrote down. yeah. Yeah, Machete and DDP end up having a lead. I just put Danny and DDP. Okay. They have a lead from a guy named Wolf Flywheel. Yeah, Wolf J. Flywheel, which is another Mark's brother name. Yeah, a.k.a. Charlie Altman. Yeah, who is uh, Charlie. Charlie the Pimp. Yeah, from Charlie's Frontier Fun Town. Yeah, which we get to see here. Right? Yeah. This is when uh, this is when the sheriff goes and visits with Mother Firefly again. Go see Mama, but uh, this visit's a little more gruesome. Yeah, he has a guy watch and leave, and you know ends up uh, murdering the shit yeah. out of her. Stab fucks her pretty much. Yeah, kind of like seduces her up against the wall and then just fucks her right in the gut with his knife. Yeah, kills Mama. So and then the family heads over to Fun Town. Yeah, Frontier Fun Town. Frontier Fuck Fun Town. Yeah, this is where they meet up with Charlie. There's a little standoff between them. Yeah. It's a fake standoff. Yeah. But. It's the coolest fucking water gun. Yeah, it's the most seen, realistic but... water gun you ever yeah. did see. <laughs> it's a shotgun, but it's just a water gun. Yeah. It's kind of cool. And um, they uh, they decide to go inside because there's no use standing around like stone-footed roosters in a fuck farm. <laughs> fucking love that line. But, uh, there's a small little party montage. Yeah. Yep, the getting fucked up scene. Oh, yeah. Um, with cuts of uh, the sheriff going crazy and talking yeah. to himself. You know what this... I just him, you know what this reminded me of? Is that you, you saw the Blue Mountain State movie, right? Yeah. Yeah. Fucking Thadland. What, like the whole place? Like fu- fucking Fun Town. This yeah. is like knockoff <laughs> Thadland for anybody who's seen that movie. I think this came out before. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, this reminded me of that. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like a cheaper version of Thadland. <laughs> fucking <laughs> and drugs. That's basically yeah, what Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> essentially. Yeah, that movie was kind of a miss. Yeah, it was. Any fans of Blue Mountain State out there? Yeah. yeah. They deserved a better movie. They did. It had its moments, but... Yeah. Anyways, back to the movie we're talking about. Yeah. So after their night get fucked up, uh, Charlie goes to get chickens. With uh, Cleavon. Cleavon. Michael Berryman. Good guy. Yeah. This scene is funny. <laughs> Start yeah. asking this fucking herpy-faced motherfucker yeah. about... Uh, like, well, they go to get chicken because they're going to have Cutter make some fried chicken because yeah. that's his thing, you know? Mm-hmm. They're like, I'll take two of those Rhode Island Reds. Yeah, they look good. So, yeah, they're... And he's like, well... Y'all ain't thinking of fucking these chickens, chickens, are you? (laughs) The fuck did you you say? You fuck these chickens? Well, you know... I I thought about fucking... Sometimes, if if you need some pussy, you just cut the chicken's head off and you stick your dick in it. (laughs) And it goes crazy on you. Fucked up scene. Most fucked up thing you ever think of. Um, yeah, they end up t- taking two chickens and on their way out, they uh, run into Sheriff. Yeah, Sheriff kind of cuts them off and is like, hey, 
I know they're there. Make sure they're there at midnight. Yep. Uh, and poses as well, pretty much. Yeah. So he go follow the sheriff over. He's uh, back grilling with uh, DDP and Machete. The unholy two. Yep. He wants the job done. He's yeah. like stressing them. I don't care how. So what do you say? I, you just leave them alive long enough for me to piss in their faces. I Before they die. <laughs> yeah. So we cut back over to Cutter and Charlie getting fucked up. Snorting coke, having like a heart to heart. Yep. There's like some music starts playing. It's kind of like a slow mo yeah. scene. I can't remember the name of the song. Yeah. It's a good song. Yeah, though. it's a good song. Machete shows up, takes out one of the whores. Yeah. DDP does. They capture Baby and Otis. Yeah, there's a. This whole scene is a lot of it's slow motion and it's yeah. real messed up and really plays well with the music. Yeah. And a lot of this movie does that. It really plays well with the music. Mm-hmm. Sheriff shows up, shoots, cab- uh, shoots Cutter. Basically, Charlie sold him out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he didn't have a choice, yeah. essentially. Like, I didn't mean none personal, brother. It's his business. And uh, Sheriff takes him away. Drives him back to the house. I'm like, why the fuck are you taking him back to the house? Hmm? He's got his own agenda to do with Oh, him, yeah. So, um, well, he is uh, God's, like, righteous hand of justice. <laughs> That's what he's screaming in the mirror <laughs> over and over. Takes him back in their house, ties him up to some chairs. Just starts asking him about... Some of the people that died there. And Showing pictures. Yeah. Like, this ain't, she was beautiful. She looked fuckable. Anyone would have fucked her. Yeah. Look at her now. Not many people would have fucked her. <laughs> and then Otis is like, yeah, I know, she's still pretty fuckable. <laughs> <laughs> Just fucked up. It's like, well, this will be your souvenir. And that's when he starts stapling pictures to people's chest. Yeah, he does like, it to him and then Baby. Um, then starts torturing him with the cattle prod. Yeah, there's a lot of torture. Yeah. Torture and drinking, because yeah. he's getting wasted and just oh. beating the shit up. Yeah. Um, the fucking most brutal one I thought was the nails. Oh, yeah. They cut yeah. to him saying some Bible verse and then driving these, like, fucking 10-inch nails yeah. through fucking Otis's hands into like, the chair. And this, and when we say, like, the, the gore in this is top-notch, like, you've seen movies where they're, like, they'll lead you, you'll see the scene leading up to, like, the nail touching the hand and the hammer getting cocked, and then... As he swings it, they cut to the dude's face. You don't see the nail going no. in. You or see close up of the bottom where the nail's coming through. Yeah, you or you see, see it after. No, this scene, you see the fucking nail being driven yeah. through the hand, and that's awesome. That's it's what I love. So, really well done. Yeah. It doesn't look fake. No. Mm-hmm. He ends up letting Baby go. He's kind of letting her make a run for it, and then starts yeah. to bring a fire around uh, Cutter and Otis. Yep. And then this is when the sheriff pretty much, like, hunts Baby. Yeah. Reminiscent of... The bunny hunting scene from yeah. He even says, well, run, "I smell rabbit." <laughs> run, yeah. So, um, chases baby through the farm. Charlie shows up. Yeah, Charlie to the fucking rescue. Yeah. And Charlie's dead <laughs> in the <laughs> <laughs> Takes a fucking axe to the yeah. chest. Yeah. And as baby starts running away, White L shoots her in the calf. Yeah, like right in the fucking calf. Perfect shot. That was calf. horrible. Yeah. That had to be shot. painful. As you gotta hell. think. That dude's been drinking. Yeah, well, maybe he shoots drunk a, a lot. He's <laughs> got a six-shooter, and she was a good 60 yards away. Yeah. And nail her fucking tiny little calf. Luckily, good shot. luckily though, it, it's a movie. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a movie. That, that makes up for a lot of that. Movie physics. <laughs> yeah. um, oh, I have at this point, then, yelling get up while kicking someone down doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> get up. Get, get up, up kid. <laughs> I said, like, get up. Three times. It's fucking ridiculous. Can't you fucking listen? Get up. <laughs> Why aren't you getting up while I'm kicking you down? <laughs> but uh, he ends up grabbing like a 
bull or a cow belt or something. Yeah, some kind of farm implement. Yeah. <laughs> and just starts whipping, whipping the shit out of yeah, her. Yeah, beating her. Yeah. Pretty bad. Um, and then he starts choking her. And as you see the life draining from her. That's when uh, Tiny shows up. Tiny shows up to the rescue. And uh, starts choking the life out of him. And snaps his fucking neck. Yep. <laughs> like a twig. Yeah. Well, Tiny's fucking eight feet tall, pretty much. So. Yeah, but still, that's another movie physics thing. You can't snap someone's neck like that. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, like, I always thought you could. No. Oh. No. I mean, people have muscles in their neck. Okay. Makes me feel safer about cracking my neck, then. Oh, yeah. I feel should. like... I, I mean, maybe if you went much. completely limp yeah. and then got your neck snapped, but if you're awake and someone's holding your head, yeah, they're not going to be able to snap your neck. Hmm. Not like that, anyways. Interesting. Okay. The more you know. Oh, keep that in mind. Yeah, all right. You two listeners. <laughs> as long as you're awake and conscious, someone cannot snap your neck. <laughs> Unless you're a huge fucking pussy. <laughs> so, yeah. He, uh, uh, Tiny, Tiny goes in to save Otis and... Pulls the nail out of oh. Otis's hands. Another gruesome scene. Yeah, the you first one's the real shot. quick. The second one is real slow. <laughs> you see the blood gushing out. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. And then Otis and Cutter and Baby hop in the car and leave and... Tiny decides to stay behind. He just kind of like Goes old back. dog out in the pasture style, like fucking walks back into the house, you know? And then the house explodes. Yeah. You're like, oh, Tiny. Mm-hmm. Poor guy. So they hit the road, and this whole next scene is awesome. Because it's fucking out. amazing. <laughs> it's just a montage of them driving and played out to fucking Freebird. Freebird. And we don't mean like a snippet of Freebird. No. We mean the whole the fucking song. The entire fucking song. Freebird. Well, almost so, the entire song. Just about, yeah. And if you know Freebird, it's like an eight-minute song. So. Yeah. And they end up meeting a robot. They splice it between with a bunch of family footage, too, of them yeah. just, you know, kicking back, having fun. And, and then, then slowly, you know, cutting between that and them in the car, like, and they get stopped. Yep. They and stop. There's a roadblock full of cops. Waiting for them. So, they, you know, slowly handing the guns back. This is all done in slow motion. Just yeah. really well done. Yeah. I think. And yeah. all the, all the Freebird. At this point... <laughs> your sense of humanity starts to feel for him. Oh, yeah, dude. Because you know that these are serial killers. These are monsters. monsters, (laughs) But at the same time, you see the agony and pain they're having, and you're just like... You feel bad for them. You feel bad for them. And then you got to stop and think, no, don't! (laughs) They slaughtered tens of people, you know? There's like 70-some-odd bodies. (laughs) Yes, if anything, they deserve more than this. (laughs) But that's how well done it is. Yeah. You feel for them. They make you feel for the monster, which is, which I always think is fucking awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's well done. I I gotta say, stop saying well done. (laughs) It's good. It's medium rare. It's it's good. Yeah. And then uh, they get armored and hit the gas. Yeah. Fucking. uh, Another shootout, kind of the way the movie started. Starts with a shootout, ends with a fucking badass shootout. All the, like, the hardcore free bird part play. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> and they're just going at it and then guns blazing yep. then it ends on three freeze frames and then the movie ends on Sid Hag's beard yep and they go down in a halo gunfire yeah so. and that's the end yep that's the devil's rejects yeah so that's you You're oh all. yeah it is, that is you. oh man it is me I'm so upset I I enjoyed it I did but I don't know how much more I enjoyed it than House I mean it's it's good it's, I think it's better than House I just I find House of Thousand Corpses is a little more funny than this one. It had more comedy aspect to it. This one was more 
Well, this one's an actual story. Yeah, this one had a story. So, um, I would say this was better. The gore, top notch. Yeah. So that it's there. It's one of the best gores ever in like a horror movie. The dialogue is great, too. Like I said, you you, you got to catch the little quips and shit that they say in yeah. there, but it's fucking great. Vulgar as hell. Yes. It's it's Rob Zombie. Yeah. Like, honestly, if, you, if you're not a fan of Rob Zombie's music, you're not going to be a fan of his movies. So, because you, you got to throw all... you got to be open-minded when you go into these movies. Yeah. So, um, and I hear his newest, 131, is fucked up. It's holy shit. Yeah, I haven't seen so, that yet. Yeah, um, I definitely recommend checking this out. I think I'm going to land on an 8. 8? Give us an 8 out of 10. Nice. So, I can't remember what I gave House. But mm. I know it wasn't that high, so... Oh yeah, but uh, yeah, this is def- this is definitely worth it. So yeah, this is definitely like a, a duo to check out. You know, a late night, you know, rainy night, chilling at home, throw on these two movies. You know, what house in this? House or in this, yeah. this. House in this. All right. Yeah, um, definitely worth a check out. So. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'm uh, right there with you. I'm a little bit higher actually. I went on a nine out of ten. Okay. I rated house a seven out of ten. Okay. So this one's fucking streets ahead for me <laughs> the fucking soundtrack is one of my favorite yeah. parts it's just fucking... yeah i forgot to mention that they did a lot of good songs yeah i can't remember did it did i catch house of the rising sun in there at one point i very faintly playing in the background maybe in the background any I, any movie with that song if it's used right oh yeah i'm gonna love it oh definitely yeah the story i mean it picks up from where the other one left off, you know, except a little bit later, and fucking, it's, they did such a good job <laughs> of developing, like, these characters yeah. in this movie. Oh, yeah. I mean, in the first one, I couldn't have cared less about them. Right. By the end of this movie, I was fucking, it's, I mean, I was tearing up. Yeah. I was like, man, they're gonna fucking die, you know? Right. Especially like, Captain Spaulding. Yeah. In the first one, I felt like he was just that guy that was just there to save fucking... Bit player. Yeah. Yeah. Now he's actually got depth to his character. Yeah, he's a father who yeah. actually cares about his children. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> Even though they're all murdering psychopaths. <laughs> it's it's one of the... It just gets you. It's weird. Yeah. Uh, the effects, obviously amazing. Mm-hmm. And all the acting was pretty much spot on. I, some of it's a bit cheesy, but I, I love that stuff. <laughs> I love it. So, yeah, I ranked this a 9 out of 10. Nice. Comparatively. Nice. It's, it's definitely... Uh, Definitely worth a watch. Definitely. Definitely worth a watch, yeah. Okay. So, as you can tell, this is a movie that's right up our alleys. Critics, mm-hmm. not, not as kind as us. Uh, IMDb gives it a 6.9 out of 10. Mm-hmm. And Rotten Tomatoes, Tomato Meter gives it a 53%. Audience score, 78%. So, yeah. Uh, the audience seems to like it about as much as we do. So, yeah. um, it is an award-winning film. It won a... Fangoria Chainsaw Awards, 2006, won the Best Killer Movie, aka Scariest Film, and Relationship from Hell Award for Bill Mosley and Sherry Moon Zombie in the film. Um, Wait, what is that supposed to mean? I don't know, but... Your brother and sister. It won a lot at the Fangoria Awards, Mm -hmm. and then uh, won at one other awards show, it won at the Scream Awards, Best Horror Movie and the Most Vile Villain for the Firefly Clan. So. Was it Firefly Clan or the Sheriff White <laughs> No, Firefly Clan. So all of them, you know, the mom, mm-hmm. mom Firefly, Spalding, yeah, baby. So, um, here are a couple other fun facts about this too. Uh, let me see here. This was um, Matthew McGorry's last film. 
Oh, yeah. Well, last real film. Yeah. He sadly passed away. Yeah, shortly after this, he was uh, in memoriam in the credits, yeah. obviously. Yeah. Which is fucked up because Grandpa died and after House of Thousand Corpses, and then Tiny dies in this. Sad. Yeah, it's fucked yeah. up. Um, Bill Mosley loved playing Otis. So much, in fact, that even after filming wrapped, he went on acting like Otis towards his family. He went days without showering. <laughs> so... That's awesome. Um, yeah. He killed cheer- cheerleaders and fucking <laughs> yeah. slept with their dead bodies. Yeah. He Jer- also cut off someone's face and wore it around yeah. for a while. <laughs> Diamond Dallas Page, former WWE superstar, was in this movie, but was not the only one associated with it, as Chris Jericho, my personal favorite wrestler, auditioned for the role of Rondo, but was told he was too pretty for the part. And they gave yeah. it to Danny we need Trejo. an ugly fucker. Get Trejo over here. <laughs> <Get Trejo. laughs> Um, let's see, what else can I find here? Not too much that's interesting. Oh, um, if, in case you didn't notice, Mama Firefly was replaced in this movie. Yeah. She was played by Karen Black in the original one, but she wanted way too much money in yep. this movie. So Rob Zombie was like, yeah, fuck you, <laughs> and found Leslie Easterbrook to play Mama Who Firefly. Who did a good job. She did a great job. Yeah. I honestly didn't even realize the, the difference. So. Yeah, first time I watched it, I didn't either. Yeah. So, uh, and also, Sherry Moon Zombie's brother has a small cameo as a police officer in the opening shootout scene. Huh. The only reason for this, he was on set as a visitor, but Rob Zombie put him in the scene because he knew how to handle firearms well. Oh, nice. You can shoot guns well. <laughs> Get in my scene, Grab a gun. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. You can uh, research some more fun facts. There's plenty more on IMDb here. For anybody who doesn't know, that's where I get my fun facts from. So if you want to... We don't need to tell them our secrets. So... Looking behind the fucking curtain. Just, yeah, research it. It's on Google. Yeah. Everybody knows Google. Google things. Google things. No, I actually have Encyclopedia Britannica. That's where I get them all from. Oh, the 2017 one? Yep. yep. Oh, sweet. That that shit's mint. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I want to find out. Why? Are you going to buy a set? (laughs) (laughs) I honestly wonder. I honestly wonder. You're going to ruin like three trees because you (laughs) (laughs) want paper copies? (laughs) Hey, Dick. All it takes is an EMP to take out the internet, and then we're fucked. And I'm going to be the genius because I got the 2017 Encyclopedia Britannica. Mm, if that's how you want to look at life, yep. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever helps you sleep. <laughs> anyway. So you want to speak of sleeping? sleeping. Yeah, I need to wrap this up. So, <laughs> man, nailed that segment. <laughs> that was fucking beautiful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So before we wrap it up here, why don't if, you pop uh, some of that info? Yeah. If you are enjoying the show. Uh, like, we know you are. Oh, yeah, of course you are. We know you are. Uh, you want to hit us up with some uh, comments, recommendations, uh, questions, anything. Anything at all. Hit us up. We are on Facebook, Movies for Me to Be, or MFAB Podcast. We're on Twitter, at MFAB Podcast. And we also have an email, mfabpodcast at gmail.com. And if you could, please go to iTunes or Stitcher and give us those uh, sweet, sweet reviews. It helps us get seen, and it helps us make a better show. Yeah, like mm-hmm. and subscribe. Get the word out there. We'd like to start making some money, maybe. Yeah, one day. <laughs> one day. <laughs> it's not what it's all about, though. No. It's about you, the listeners. We love you. Filling your ear holes with the sweet sounds of our voice. <laughs> Getting those smooth, sexy sounds yeah. delivered straight to your <laughs> ear holes. <laughs> yeah. So, with that being said, we are going to call this a day. And hope you enjoyed the show, and we hope you see you next time. So, signing off, Mm -hmm. I'm Aaron. And I'm Gavin. Take her easy. Bye. 
Next week on the MFAD Podcast, we crave the human touch and crash. And then we sell some drugs with Sarah Pollitt and go. Until next time. That's a wrap. Cut. Scrib it up, be bop. Scrib it up, be bop.